Hello. And hello over here. OK. Um, so because everyone's going to stay in, I'm going to change up completely what I was going to do. Um, and uh, I'm going to get you talking to each other. Um, which for some people is your worst nightmare because you managed to drive here in silence in the car and not talk to each other and now the pastor is telling you you need to talk to each other, which is very annoying. Um, so if you don't like your family and you came with them, you have permission to talk to somebody else for this next segment. Um, or you might like to um, talk to the people you came with. Um, what we're going to do is we're going to spend about 120 seconds, uh, two minutes, I don't know why I said it like that, uh, two minutes talking to each other, uh, answering this question, um, and then I'm going to invite you to, to share if it's appropriate and remembering we are live across the world on the internet right now. So um, when you call out, just if you think I shouldn't be calling this out because it will be on YouTube forever, don't. Um, that's the warning. Um, but chat to each other. What is our calling as St. George's? in this particular place. Talk to two or three people around you for a couple of minutes. I'll call you back and I'll invite uh, appropriate responses um, and then we'll share some more thoughts. Okay, so that was two minutes and 15 seconds. Um, no, I'm sorry. There's going to be coffee after church. Um, we, we, are, we are live streaming, and that, it makes really bad TV. Um, if there's no one doing anything. So you can talk more later. Um, I just wanted to get you going. So someone shout out, what is it uh, that we're called to do in this place? <laughs> Having a place of faith and not judgment. Okay, we'll use hands. Safe, okay. Safe and non-judgmental. Inspire our youth. Thanks, Rob. Simona. Find our place in the body of Christ. Anyone over this side? Evangelism. 
Worship God. Becky? Thank you, Dawn, watching online, love and serve God. I'm waving because I think you're on that camera. Uh, anyone over here, Kathy? Keep our website up to date, yep, with all the things we offer. Anyone else? Care for one another. Be a visible presence in the community. Thank you. Loads of great things, and we could keep going. I know you could talk for, for longer. Some of you could talk all day, uh, which is fine, and you get to do that afterwards. Um, but uh, just a few things as we begin to think about, or continue to think about, what's our calling and purpose here at St. George's. And did you notice that some of those things that come up are things that are just things that be, should be happening in any church? And then some of the things are specifically about us here. So uh, the reading that, that we heard from Esther um, that Scott read for us, um, the punchline verse, really it was about the punchline, but you needed the whole story. Uh, the punchline verse 14 of Esther chapter 4, if you remain silent at this time, if you remain silent, relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place. You and your father's family will perish and who knows, but that you have come to your royal position for such a time as this. We use that line a lot in the life of the church. We say, for such a time as this. I remember coming to St. George's myself eight years ago and, and saying, you know, we're here for such a time as this. And so for each of us here today, uh, we're here in this moment now answering the question now, which is different to the question eight years ago, which was different to the question 20 years ago and 34 years ago when the church was built. What are we here for? Uh, but there's something about location um, that is really important for any church. Um, but those of you that love Anglican stuff will know that location is really important in the Anglican church uh, because um, we, we think of places as parishes being geographic areas. Um, and there was a saying that came um, that you should um, preach and evangelize as far as the bell tolls, as far as the bell goes. Now, we have a bell uh, in the tower. It doesn't go that far. Um, it's a lovely bell, and it came from a Canadian Pacific steam locomotive, uh, which I just think is great. Um, isn't it funny how God's in the detail, and they send the guy that likes trains to the church that has a train bell? Um, I just think that's neat. Um, so, so there is a bell, but the, the concept is, we, whilst um, we have a ministry that goes beyond the locality, this church is not on 203rd. Neither are we at Webster's Corner or in Wanock, although some of you wish we were because you wouldn't have as far to drive. But then the people that way would say, it's too far. We are here. And when the church moved from um, the middle of uh, Maple Ridge, Haney, to here, uh, there was a decision made to, to, to plant in this place, to build the community of St. George's Village around it. And, um, and there was some foresight that said that the town is expanding, the town that became a city. And in the next 20 years, I think is the figure, we're going to expand from having 100,000 people, not in the church, in the city, uh, 100,000 people to 140,000 people. And where are they going to go to worship? Well, you may know that most of the new development is on this side 
of town. Lots in the middle too, but broadly speaking, it's going out, coming out this way. So if you were God and you were saying, where would I strategically put a church building? You might say, I'm going to put it on Judney Trunk Road between 235th and 236th. Um, because God calls it 235th, not Cottonwood. It's not me, it's God. <laughs> I have to work on that joke. Um, as we think about our calling, there is a specific geography to where we are. Now, that's not to say that God doesn't use us if we don't live uh, within a stone's throw of the church. Or I should say a snowball's throw. Um, but God will use all of us. However, this church is here. So we have to think about specifically, what are we called to do in this place? And some of that comes from, okay, so we've got this building. What can we do with it? We have a parking lot. Now, that doesn't sound very exciting to some people, but to others, the fact that they can come to a, a church or a baby group or a seniors group or come and make quilts or share quilts that they've made or other things that are going on even now in the church, that they can come to those things and know there's a place they can park. It's actually quite helpful. Uh, anyone, anyone find that helpful? Yeah, and it's free parking. That's right. We have to pay for it as a church, but it, it's free to use. Um, that's the transport degree person in me now going. It's free at the point of use, but anyway. Um, when we come to resurface it, it's going to be expensive. Um, digress, focus, David. As we think about what God is calling us to do in this place, as, as Melody said, we have to think about how we are that light and presence in this community. We are here for such a time as this. And we're not just located in this place, which of course we are. We're located in an Anglican church setup that has a church in Wanock and a church near the hospital on Laity Street, St. John's and Holy Spirit. So how are we different? Why do we need three churches? We then are within a wider Anglican network of about 62 churches and four worshiping communities across the lower mainland from Hope to um, down to the sea and up to Squamish. And as we look at the big area, what is our particular calling in this place? Today, by the way, I should have said this if you haven't worked it out, is one of those talks where I'm going to ask lots of questions and I'm not going to try to avoid answering any of them, which is so much fun, um, because then at coffee time you can chat with each other. In your life groups you can chat with each other. If you're not in a life group but you know someone from church, you can call them up. Uh, if you have a landline, use that. It's great. Call them up and talk about these things. What is our particular calling? Across the Anglican Diocese, we see many churches more or less doing the same thing. Uh, there was a guy that I worked with uh, when I worked with trains, and um, I forget what it was that I'd said, but it was some idea that was a bit out there. And he said to me, Mr. Edgerton, he said, the box is here, and you are way over there. And I said, I didn't realize there was a box. How often in the life of the church do we box ourselves in and then we don't listen to what God is saying because we're so busy saying, but no, we have to do this. Why? 
because we've always done it like that. Could you finish that phrase? I probably could. We've always done it like that. And as we think about our vision and calling in this place, we're probably going to change some things. Now, I don't think we're going to change anything that is hugely dramatic. But there will be some change. And change is hard. And change is inconvenient. And change is irritating. Um, we have a, a range at home, an oven, a cooker. I call it a cooker. You call it a range or an oven, I'm a stove. You know, the thing you cook in and on. And um, I, I'm not going to tell you the makes of any of these equipment items, because we're live. You can ask me later. But um, we, have, we have one that came with the house, and it wasn't very good. And it's already had a broil element and something else changed a few years ago. Uh, when it was just out of warranty, of course. Um, and uh, so now, when the oven packed up again, and two of the burners weren't quite working, we said, OK, for such a time as this, let's get a new one. Because uh, we kind of want to wait till something's actually broken before we spend the money. Because these things are expensive. Um, so um, of course, we, we, we narrowed it down to where we were going to get it from. And, and, and the delivery date was Wednesday. And so on Wednesday, as the snow's coming down, I called probably Ontario to the call center to say, are they still coming? Oh, yeah, they're coming. They'll call you if they're not. OK, OK, OK. So we're getting everything ready, unplugging the old one, having it ready. Then the driver calls and says, I'm not sure I'm going to get up your hill. So I walked out with my show snuffle in hand. And I'm talking to him. He says, I can see you. I said, oh, yeah, hi, I can see you down there too. He says, I'm not getting my truck up there. Um, and so he turned around and went away. Anyway, suffice to say, we rebooked the oven stove range cooker came on Friday and, uh, and, was, and was installed. Um, and and it, it, it's, it's all there, and it sings songs when it starts and finishes, which is very strange. What's, what's that noise? Doodoo-loo-loo. It's got the right temperature. Doodoo-loo-loo. The time is finished. Like <laughs> I have to find out if there's a way to turn that off, because it's kind of annoying, isn't it, everyone? Um, but anyway, um, so it's great now that we have a stove range cooker hob that is working. But there is one thing about it that uh, me and, um, and Joshua and Zachary, do, do you both find this irritating? I found it very irritating. Um, the clock is in the wrong place. Because for the last seven years, we've been looking to see the clock, to see what time it is. And now the clock is not next to the wall, because this is a low one. The clock's at the front. And you can't see the time. Who knew that the purpose of having a range stove cooker in your kitchen, as well as the primary purpose, which is to cook on it and in it, was to see what time it was? And the time is in the wrong place. And it's only been three days. But as you can see, this is very irritating. And I'm regretting the purchase of something that is going to be much better for cooking and eating and enjoying food and sings songs, but it doesn't tell the time in the right place. And you know, I think that's what it's like when God calls us to step out in faith and establish what it is we're called to do here. There's going to be some things like that we didn't realize how much we loved and relied on. 
And despite all the new things we might feel called to do, we really miss that one thing. Probably not the location of the clock in the church. But it will be those things. And so as we think about what God is calling us to do, I tell this story not just to tell a funny story, but I tell this story to say there will be some things about change that are hard. But as we ask the question, and if we honestly ask the question, what is the point of having three Anglican churches in Maple Ridge? What is the point of having about 40 different churches across denominations in Maple Ridge? Why should we exist here in this place? What is God calling us to do? There will be some things that we might have to let go of. I might have to go and find my watch in the drawer and put a new battery on and start wearing it again. Because the only way to see the clock now is to stand right in front. There will be some things that change. But we can't let those little things hold us back. Time and again, I go to churches and speak to pastors and clergy and hear about how we can't do this because we can't change that because you know, this person donated it and there's a plaque on it. We can't move this because this person put it there and they'll leave the church. You've probably heard those things, and if you've sat on any kind of committee, you've heard those things. What is God calling us to do? Um, eight years ago, um, when we did this exercise, um, we said, we think God is calling us to do four things in this place. To, to grow to fill the building, to grow as a church numerically, that is. To offer family-friendly worship. Um, to equip people as whole life disciples, whether children, adults, young people, whatever age, so they can live as disciples in the whole of their life. It's the we're more than just Sundays thing. And to be people who share the good news of our faith in Jesus. We don't just keep it for ourselves, we share it. So those were the four things we said we'd do. And in a sense, I'm not sure that will change dramatically. But some of the questions we'll have to ask will be things like, and this is where I'm going to fire off a load of questions, and I'm going to stop, and then Bridget's going to come and pray for us um, with the prayers of intercession. Um, so here are a load of questions for you to think about. How often do we want to have communion do we want to be like a traditional Anglican church that has it once a month, or do we want to be like some of the 1950s, 60s style Anglicans where it would be every week, or the really high churches where it's every day? Um, what do we want our worship to feel like? Do we, do we want this to be a place that feels otherworldly when we walk in, or a place where it's just easy for anyone to come if they've never been to a church where they can just feel relaxed? Do we want this to be a place um, where we're so focused on the details of how we worship? Or do we want to be a place where we're more focused on how the worship equips us to live in the whole of our lives? Do we want to have a service that we come to um, where 
we stand up and sit down every two minutes, so we sing a song and then we do something and then we sing a song and then we do something and then we sing a song and then we do something. Or do we like what we're doing now where we have a bunch of, of songs together and, and, and have that time of worship at the start? Do we want to be a church where we're always pulling people in to do things in this place or do we want to be a church where we're sending people out so the coming is to equip for a week of being a disciple in the world? Do we want to be a place um, where, or how do we want to engage with the community, with our neighbors? Do we want to try and run homeless ministries and food ministries and, and, and dinners and all these things ourselves? Or do we want to work with other people who are doing those things uh, across the city? These are the kind of questions we have to think about and the radical ones to finish with. In 10 years' time, do we want to have a daycare taking up half of our space to pay the bills? Or do we want to have a congregation that's big enough to support an entire church and the ministries that we can run? Do we want to run our own preschool? Where as well as singing the wheels on the bus, we can sing our God is a great big God and he holds us in his hand. Do we want to be a church center where we're renting out to all these different people? Or do we want to be running our own ministries, helping people to connect with a living faith in a living God through the person of Jesus and by the power of the Spirit? Just a few thoughts and a few questions. So, you will ponder those with your life groups. If you're not in a life group, there will be the chance in a couple of weeks' time um, I think it'd be the first Sunday of February to have a session after church when you can have that kind of small focus group discussion um, and we'll do what will be weeks two and three of life groups together. Um, so that, that will be coming up too. For now, I'm going to pray. And uh, I think I've given you enough to think about. Lord, we thank you for this place and we pray that you would use each of us for such a time as this Help us, Lord, to hear your voice, to hear where you are calling us to be. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.